Welcome to Frankly Speaking Podcast. what it do what it do so we've had a a, we're gonna have a good podcast today uh we got a guest on for you you know as we spoke about last podcast but one thing i do want to do a little bit of housekeeping uh so you can stay up on the structure of the podcast going forward any of the podcasts with a conversation or interview will be titled the breakfast bar and the reason why i came up with that name for these uh, conversation podcasts our episodes are because they'll be recorded at my breakfast bar and i was thinking i was trying to rack my brain about uh, a name i'm like oh man what i'm gonna call it you know trying to come up with these catchy free and i just said i just looked down and uh, i realized that we were sitting at my breakfast bar so that's how the name came about and uh going forward you'll know when there's a guest on because they'll be as i said they'll be titled the breakfast bar and whatever the title is or the conversation will be about um, but most of the conversations going forward will be definitely about um a multiple topics you know jumping around from here to there so uh without further ado we're gonna go ahead and jump right into the conversation matter of fact you know what before we do that i do want to say uh speak about in in a brief media corner that i do have the ps5 and i've been playing it uh since it came out you know I, i haven't been playing it too too much i did download the miles morales and let me tell you it's it's fast man it's fast ladies and gentlemen they delivered you know sony and microsoft have delivered on the promise of speed i mean these machines are extremely fast and they get extremely hot because of that uh they don't have any moving parts outside if you you know you have two versions you can get the digital version or you can get the uh traditional version with the disc drive in it and that'll be the only moving part in the device itself however i end up purchasing the digital 
version of it and it's it's pretty fascinating how fast this thing is it doesn't there's no load screens uh which is impressive you know pretty impressive in and of itself uh the dashboard is pretty pretty straightforward you know they didn't try to outdo themselves like they did the last few iterations of the playstation uh, especially playstation 3 uh, that crossbar was terrible but this menu uh, and user interface is a little bit more intuitive um, you know they you know they have nice little boxes around so on and so forth but uh, the graphics you know I will say this uh, there hasn't there's only like one or two games out that's really gonna wow you with the graphics right now so those of you who weren't you know fortunate enough to snag a pre-order or buy one off a reseller uh, you're not missing much I, it, if you want to wait, you can wait a little longer. What I would suggest you do, if you haven't already, is go ahead and purchase yourself one of the latest of the last gen. So, like the PS4 Pro will allow you to, pl you know, play the game in 4K. Uh, the Xbox One S Elite or whatever it's called. I'm not really a big Xbox guy, but that one also allows you to um, play in 4K. So you at least have 4k gaming at, you know you won't have the speed and the no loading screens and the you know games running at you know uh, 120 frames per second but you'll have 4k and that's pretty much that's really the biggest difference so uh you can tell i'm a little excited about it so i'm just waiting on a few games and, and it, it's it's uh it's nice i got two controllers uh it's pretty massive it looks like a Kind of like a spaceship. I'm sure all of you have already saw the pictures of it. And uh, unfortunately, there's no one getting anything for Christmas because I had to buy my own PS5. So, you know, that's how I go. You know, no young lady bought me a PS5 because I was just, you know, she was just so nice and gracious. You know, so uh, for those fellas out there whose ladies did get them a PS5, congratulations. You know, there's there's those of us out here who don't have that luxury you know don't have that love in our lives but uh yeah so i did want to update you on that piece so without further ado you know we're going to jump right into the conversation with uh mr greg fuller aka prominent beard here we go What's up, everyone? So, in the last podcast, I told you that uh, this episode was going to be a little different. We want to, you know, got a special guest on right now. Uh, this man is a uh, an educator. You know, he's worked in the, the school systems here in the local area. He's also a father, a good man to his family and to his woman. And you know what? Matter of fact, I'll just let him introduce itself to you all right uh you know great rising uh peace and love family hope everybody is you know, uh maintaining your energy it's all about energy management in uh in times like this uh 
but I appreciate the uh the intro. Uh grateful for being on here, Frank. Uh my name is Greg. Uh, you can follow me at Prominent Beard on uh Instagram. Um uh, like you said, uh I'm an educator. That's uh I guess my main strength. Uh my where my career is right now at the moment. Um I do a lot of mentoring in the community as well, you know, in the evenings. Uh, basically been working with at-risk youth for the last decade and some change. So that's really where my strength is. But I also, outside of there, you know, I, uh, I'm, what can I say? I definitely believe in the, you know, the lifelong learner mm -hmm, piece. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's something yeah, that sure. I definitely picked up, you know, going back to school and uh, finishing, you know, my degree in education. That's one of the, one of the oaths almost that, uh, teachers and educators take up is you know that mantle of being a, a lifelong learner and being able to you know uh just keep up with information keep up with technology keep up with the times mm -hmm. basically so you know not remaining stagnant and being able just to evolve and remain fluid mm -hmm. you know in the in this in this area so, yeah for um, sure and one of the you know it, it's it's good that uh that you being in the field of education right now uh, because that's one of the, the hot topics. So, you know, I definitely want to hear and, you know, speak to you about what do you, what's your view right now in the, how you see the landscape of education being impacted, especially with, you know, the COVID happening and just what's going on in the, you know, the local environments around with these children. Because, you know, we already know, you know, the children are always you know, being protected and being talked about, but it seems right now they're kind of being kind of like abandoned almost. Yeah. So what's, what are you seeing on, on the inside? Well, I would just share with you, I mean, and everyone here listening, you know, I just was on a Zoom call with you know, a couple of my coworkers because I mind you, you know, we just uh, did a, a full complete 180 and went back to virtual. Uh, we found that out Sunday evening. You know, after being back face to face for about, mm -hmm. I guess we've been there since about September or so, middle of September, and um, we definitely were talking about uh, how the, the inconsistency as far as what you know the kids' educational experience is just going to have, you know, definitely going to have an impact on them, you know, socially, you know, emotionally, mm -hmm. and uh. Again, well, I don't think I shared, but I also, I'm in a um, uh, program that's special ed and it's for uh, behavioral, you know, kids with behavioral issues. Mm -hmm. So. You used to work at uh, Ferris too, right? Yeah. Oh, also, okay. yeah, I did do that. I, I worked at um, a level five uh, maximum security uh, setting that's for juvenile offenders here in the city of Wilmington for about eight years. You know, mm -hmm. so just dealing with kids mm -hmm. that were, you know. Having a rough go at it, you know, growing up in a, um, you know, harsh environment, mm -hmm. uh, you know, gun charges, drugs, yeah. I mean, you name it. And it seems to be those particular things that you just mentioned at the end there, the gun charges and, you know, the drug and all the, the gang violence that's going on, mm -hmm. especially here in the city. It's heavy. It, it's, you know, we, you know, we, there's been so many people talking about, there's been, you know, uh, master teachers over the years. That's been talking about it, you know, people like Neely, Neely Fuller and all these other, you know, teachers that's 
Malcolm X, mm-hmm. all the rest of them that have been talking about this and Dr. how it's Amos it, Wilson. Yeah, that's been, you know, affecting the community. But how, how do we, you know, how do we navigate? It seems to be right now in everyone's mind that it seems to be increasing, you know, mm-hmm. especially. And again, with the restrictions and things that's going on, it seems to be having it's fueling the fire almost. Yeah, I, I would definitely say so because, you know, that's one thing I was going to say, you know, when you're dealing with these kids and for a lot of them, as much as they want to you know, talk about you know, how they hate school mm-hmm. or they act mm-hmm. like they don't want to be there. Even when I did work in Ferris and the kids that you saw, you know, because mind you, the recidivism rate is high. I, I, I don't know what it is in the nation, but I remember hearing about the statistics when I was reading there and the recidivism rate as far as you know, uh, the juvenile population is extremely high. So I'm watching kids grow up mm-hmm. or come to Ferris, you know, two to three times or, or their brother. They're in there with their siblings at the same time and all of that. And um, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where, you, you know, you kind of can, can see why because, you know, we, you know, they spend their time there. Uh, and then they end up having to go back out into these environments. So while they're there, you know, still we've had student, you know, students that'll actually admit mm. or, uh, you know, former residents that'll say, you know, that was the one time where I had peace, mm-hmm. you know, peace of mind where, you know, they wasn't really looking over their shoulder. You know that they knew where they were going to get their next meal. You know, it was like so some, some clean structure. clothes. Yeah, it's a little mm-hmm. bit of structure. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they enjoy it. And it's, saying, and it's no different now with me. You know, backtracking, going from because and you know at that level I was dealing with you know high school uh, age students, and I backtracked and went to middle school, still working in a behavioral uh, program, seeing the same thing, and now it's no different working in the elementary setting where, mm-hmm. you know, now these kids and and it's so funny. I just like, right before we went back to virtual or we came back to school actually. Um, one of our students, which he's always given us an issue, mm-hmm. you know, always, you know, the loudest one and, you know, but he's, you know, it has a lot of potential, very promising uh, future, in my opinion. You know, he's got a lot of things going on as far as home, but, you know, he had just said, oh, man, I miss being in the classroom, mm-hmm. this, that, and the mm-hmm. third, da, 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 da. But then we get into the classroom, he's acting like an asshole, mm-hmm. you know, you know, doing certain things being disrespectful. And, uh, you know, not putting his best best foot forward and all of that. And I just told him, kid you not, just told him probably like a week ago, week and a half ago. I said, man, I said, you remember when you told us that you were, you know, you missed being face to face and you wish we could go back and this, that, and the third. I'm like, but look how you, look how you treat yeah. us right now. I said, you better, you know, cherish this and be grateful. Because I said, because mm-hmm. at any given moment, we could go back to virtual. We're going back to virtual. And, and, and looking, and, that's exactly where and, we and are. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what's happening. And I can, I can even attest to that with, you know, with my little one. When the school started in September, it was just completely uh, virtual. And, you know, she even she was like, Dad, this school is boring. I don't like it. And then she went into the hybrid program and they been telling us for the last we had a parent teacher conference and um she's one of she's excelling everything everybody all the children so you know and now that it's going back into virtual it's going to be interesting to see you know how that that dynamic you know changes their their viewpoint and their effort you know so and that's one of the things so it, it seems to me that 
you know, with everything going on, with all the, you know, the so-called, you know, uh, gang violence or drug-related things and the shootings with the, you know, younger, with our younger children and the youth, you, you know, in your opinion, being on the inside, so you seeing them, you know, come in after they've done whatever they've done out in the world, you know, do you think it's more of an, uh, like, an attention type thing that they're seeking? Like, or is it just they just really honestly a product of it's, the environment. It is, um, it's too, it's too multifaceted to tell, mm-hmm. to be honest. If we, you know, if we know anything about our history and especially just, we're talking about our community or the black community. Um, you know, when you talking about mass incarceration, when you're talking about war on drugs, you're talking about wealth gap unemployment all of these things play a part in you know violence and everything mm-hmm. that's taking place you know so uh, it's a um in some instances I do think because I've seen kids that you know where they had both parents or they had mm-hmm. they didn't really need for anything mm-hmm. or want for anything and maybe they were they were hyped up by what they see on social media you mm-hmm. know hanging out with friends that may be, you know, hungry and doing things out in the street and caught up in that life and all of that. But I mean, for the most part, it, it is, it's a, it's one of those things where like Dr. Uh, uh, Francis Cross Wells said, she said, this is basically like a, like a cycle and it almost like it can't be mm-hmm. stopped. Yeah. And yeah. She said that, I mean, you know, yeah, she also, yeah, because I, I spoke about her on uh, one of the previous podcasts, right. and she's the, she's the author of the post traumatic slave syndrome. And, you know, she does talk about that being a, uh, an effect of what been going on. Hold on was that her or was that, uh, was that Dr. Joy? No, yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry, yeah. yeah, Joy DeGruy is the one. Yep, yep. Thank you for that correction. Yep, Joy DeGruy is the one that wrote the uh, post-traumatic slave syndrome. But really, you know, they all uh, talk. They overlap. Yeah, they overlap. Yeah, yeah. Because they all, in my opinion, you know, they just they vibrate. They're all in the same frequency. You know, speaking truth Mm -hmm. to power about you know our situation and our condition, and they're all they all talk about the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, one of the uh, one of the other things that you do besides you know your career and you know education, uh, is you do some research, and one of the things that uh you've been talking a lot about is the digital currency. So we're gonna switch gears a little bit and talk about what's happening as far as you know that we can see just in terms of you know the economy and things. You know, and uh, this is no and by no means, you know, uh, financial advice to anyone. However, we're just, we're just going to talk about some of the things that he's seen and I seen doing doing just doing research on right. stocks and things like that. Right. Right. So, you know, you, the, the, the great reset is what they call it. Right. That's what they're calling it. I mean, uh, it's one of those things where, you know, I, you know, doing research and. Uh, following, you know, certain YouTubers in the crypto space, um, that it was almost like a rumor mm. because it's almost uh, it's closely related to something that's called Masara Jasar. I don't know how many people have heard about that, but it was actually a uh, an act that was signed into law by 
I want to say it was Clinton. I want to say it was Bill Clinton. But, you know, this is an actual thing. And, you know, after so many years, you're hearing it and maybe thinking it's, you know, conspiracy. You know, people are, are conditioned to link the word conspiracy with theory when mm-hmm. sometimes a conspiracy is just a conspiracy. It's just mm-hmm. that. But the Great Reset, basically, what it boils down to is we've been living in uh, under this the current monetary system, which is based on debt. You know, not mm-hmm. actual, you know, money that we have or that we see. These fiat currencies are not backed by actual assets or reserve, reserve fractional banking. Mm-hmm. Basically, men, you know, robbing the people blind for, you know, for decades. And, you know, what it, com- what it boils down to is that, you know, these banks and these, uh, you know, the, the banking elite, before they would ever admit come forward and admit and say, hey, you know, we've messed up because of some of our actions. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll, they're basically going to roll it into, you know, they're trying to do something for humanity or they're trying to, you know, bring about a solution, which all that is, it's a solution that they're bringing about. And we're basically going into the uh, a digital mon- global monetary system and you know, this old fiat system will be done and over with. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, you know, a lot, a lot of people and people that, you know, have Christian backgrounds and you talk about the Bible and revelation, right, one right. world currency. Yeah. Cause that's all that. Yeah. One world government, yeah. whether this is a part of globalization or, I, you know, whatever the case may be, all I know is, you know, I've paid attention to it and it's, it's it is happening. You know, it, it definitely is happening. Um, uh, you know, I speak a lot on my um, Instagram page about, you know, trying to tell people to, you know, invest. And, I, mm. you know, this is I want to take the time to, you know, speak to our community. Like, we have to at some point take time to get to the information. You know, stop, stop looking for, you know, somebody else to come up with a solution for you. You know, sometimes you have to. There's so many, there's so many opportunities mm. and things from the last because we're going to be shifting into the digital age. But we're still in the, the age of information. And so there's no excuse or no reason why, you know, you, 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 know, you shouldn't be able to find something, be, be able to teach yourself something. I don't know, whatever it is, anything that can add value to yourself and either create an opportunity for yourself or others. Yeah. And, um, you know, black people, we have to, this can't be, we can't let this be another one of those waves where, you know, and then when we see all of these other people, whether it's, you know, whites or other minority or other nationalities of people, you know, get rich and our wealth gap disparity keeps increasing or, you know, we're on the bottom of the totem pole when we have the opportunity staring us right in the face. I mean, the same way social media, look how people have taken advantage of social media, basically, and yeah, <laughs> turned into I mean, household I, I, names. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know. And it seems as if, you know, they are using, you know, this, uh, you know, again, this this political tool of COVID-19 to, you know, take advantage to reset. And basically what the Great Reset is, as, as he said, is taking the opportunity to re- just completely redo the economy in all areas of the economy as well, whether it's social, economic, all industries. For example, right here on, you know, 
the World Economic Forum, uh, they have a almost a definition of what the Great Reset is. And I'll read it here for you. The COVID-19 crisis and the political, economic, and social distributions it has caused is fundamentally changing the traditional context for decision-making. The inconsistencies, inadequacies, and contradictions of multiple systems from health and finance to energy and education are more exposed than ever amidst the global context of concern for lives, livelihoods, and the planet. Leaders find themselves at a historical crossroads managing short-term pressures against medium and long-term uncertainties. And that's what the World Economic Forum is, which is pretty much a big giant convention yes. of all the heads of state in terms of economics and government. Yeah. So this year the the World Economic Forum was held in Davos, Switzerland, which you know, many people mm-hmm. probably don't know, but I'll go ahead and fill you in, you know, in January they basically, you know, it's a forum or a convention like uh Frank said, and there's like over 100 billionaires there. There's uh, people from all of these uh, central banks mm-hmm. talking about the large corporations in the world. We're talking about governments. Yeah. And they all come here and they basically talk about, you know, what they're going to be doing as far as the world. Whether you're talking about economics, uh, environmental issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year, you know, just to, you know, put things into perspective, you know, we don't want to make it sound too... Uh, uh, tin foil hattie, yeah, you know, because yeah, but but it's a real thing. Yeah, but it's a but, but, right but this actually eyes. happened. Yeah, so yeah. I was keeping up with this, of course, because I one of the main reasons why I follow this stuff so much is because uh, it it ties into and it has a lot to do with my one of my investments, which is you know I also invest in cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. you know, digital assets, and um, so. You know, when this forum was taking place, of course, I was, you know, keeping up with, you know, certain conferences. You had different people like the CEO of Ripple was there. Brad mm-hmm. Garlinghouse, mm-hmm. Uh, he was talking. I want to say Trump was there, too, because him his administration is in bed with Ripple. You know, if you uh, know anything or heard about an executive well, yeah, order. They all going to be in bed with Ripple. Yep. They, I mean, they have to. Yep. They have to at the end of the day. But uh, executive order 13772, basically, I think it was written in like. 2016 by Steve Mnuchin, same dude that you've been seeing come on the TV, mm-hmm. talk about stimulus checks that mm-hmm. ain't nobody getting yet. But um, uh, in there, they're basically talking about innovation, uh, fintech technology, and reshaping, you know, uh, you know, the financial or the, uh, the monetary system. Mm-hmm. So I, I find it strange that, you know, I forget who it was, but they specifically mentioned, hey, you know, if a, if a crisis was to come along, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And what happened about eight weeks later? All of a sudden, the United all States was sudden. in lockdown. The pandemic was spreading. Mm-hmm. And and it just, to me, it just seemed like a coincidence. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe it, maybe it isn't. Who knows? But uh, I find it strange that a lot of the things that they were talking about as far as the technology uses they had to deal with all of the problems that we're having now, mm-hmm. you know, as far as uh, cross border payments, being able yeah. to send money, uh, you know, 
that's why the thing with the stimulus checks, you know, is how they present things to you. Problem, uh, a reaction, solution. Yeah. So Hegelian dialectic. Yeah, the, yes, the, the Hegelian dialectic. So they, you know, they they show they show you how long it took. Trump said, "Hey, we 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 sent the money to the states, but they've got forty-year-old antiquated systems." That you know can't process and can't get the money out fast enough. Mm-hmm. That's all to basically lead everyone towards being okay with digital wallets and you know basically just going to a fully digital system. Mm. So, I, and you know, if I mean me personally, I try not to you know speak the doom and gloom or they you know is they're taking our control and all you know hey because mm-hmm. at the end of the day. You know, microchips. Everybody has a microchip right now. The cell phone you want, the cell phone you walk iPhone, around with. A Samsung Galaxy. That's a, that's your chip. Yeah, yeah. Two. You know, people are saying, oh, well, blockchain technology. They they'll be able to track everything that you that you purchase. So what? You they can they, they can do, do that, that now. now. And if you get in trouble, yeah. And if you get into anything and they need to pull your records, they can pull it all up. They can pull it See, down. Yep. I mean, why you think in the movies? When people go on the run, they say, "Oh, no, no, no credit no, cards, no credit cards, cash only." Yeah, I mean, yeah. so that's already happening. So. I mean, and just to, just just to give you a, a visual, ninety two percent, probably a little more now, because this statistic was from um, a year or two ago. But ninety two percent of all transactions in the U.S. alone are digital transactions, meaning your credit card, cards, or Online, some type of something. some type of uh, digital wallet or payment. Payment payment yeah. providers mm-hmm. like your cash, PayPal, app, PayPal, cash Venmo, app, yep. what's it, Venmo, Venmo, Zelle. Mm-hmm. You know, mind you, all of these places, all of these, everybody I just named, they've all partnered mm-hmm. with you know some type of um, blockchain Western firm, Union. Western Union. MoneyGram, if you, I don't know if you watch the stock market, anybody pays attention to it, but their stock is shooting up through the roof right now after they were, I think they were headed towards bankruptcy, but they ended up partnering with Ripple. And, you know, that's, that's Ripple's niche is cross-border payments and the remittance sector. Because I don't know if anybody's out there, if you've ever sent money abroad or if you have family that are from out of the country. And all of the crazy mm-hmm. fees that you have to pay, especially if you use Western Union. Yep, and um, how long it takes, and just the you don't even know if the money is going to make it there. In a lot of cases, um, you know, Ripple that's that's their their real world problem that they're solving. So you can send money at the fraction of a cost. It may cost you fifty cent, mm-hmm. and it's going to do it in three seconds. Yep, and not and we don't mean uh. You know, a payment, because there's a difference between payment and settlement. A lot of people don't know that. When we use all of these platforms as they are now, you know, um, you know, a payment just means it's just that's just what it says. But there's a lot going on in the background that has to do with credit and a lot of intermediaries. But when you're dealing with cryptocurrencies and the niche of, you know, Ripple or the XRP token, all of that stuff is nixed, basically. And uh, it just creates a more efficient. Uh, payment or mm-hmm. customer experience, so you know it's definitely something that I see value. Like Frank said earlier, this isn't a, a financial advice, and nor am I a financial <laughs> advisor. But I, I'm gonna tell you this: you know, all of my friends in my circle, I pride myself that I've pretty much gotten everybody to invest a, a little bit in, into some digital assets. I mean, shit, if you can go buy sneakers, or you can go on trips, or you can do certain things like that. You can definitely put a little bit of money aside and try to position yourself and 
not be left out for when this thing, you know, turns on its head because it really uh it's coming to a head right now. Mm. You know, the, the banking system crashed in 2019, and all this uh, money printing that they're doing, they're basically this, the economy is on its last leg, and we're about to go into lockdown. So yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, you know, the you know the governor was just on today, uh, speaking about the new uh, lockdown or restriction protocols, uh, and you know, it, 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 they done told you, <laughs> they done told you when it when it happened the first time, they told you what the restrict it, that was gonna happen again. Yeah, second you know? wave. Second yeah. wave. Yeah. Second and, wave. And it seems that this COVID thing has been at the forefront of what we were just talking about in terms mm-hmm. of the Great Reset. And we don't and no means are we trying to talk about this in a in a space where it's like some type of conspiracy theory. No, this is actually what's happening. It's it doesn't take you to I'm gonna link you to some articles like I always do in the show notes and you can go and read this stuff for yourself. Um it's right in front. They have to tell you what they're doing. Yes, they can't do something. They, they can't operate. do something. They, they, these people are meticulous documented. They document everything. And they're going to tell you what they're doing. Whether or not they talk about it on mainstream media or not is irrelevant. You know, sometimes we got to do our due diligence. Yeah. And this is what you keep hearing around. You know, even though, you know, whoever wins this election, you heard this a million times on social media or whatever. Whoever wins the election, just stay diligent because it, it, it's not over. So regardless of, you know, who gets up there or who's not there, what's that got to do with you per se, really, to be honest, because you still need to stay vigilant and vigilant. vigilant yeah. Sorry. And, and use your discernment properly. Yeah. Critical thinking. I mean, I, I said this at the beginning of the beginning of the year when all mm-hmm. this happened, I was just telling people, man, this is the time where, you need to be sharpening your critical thinking skills, uh, you know, reading and doing something constructive, man, because um, before you know it, if you're not, not careful, you're not paying attention, you know, <laughs> you could be just, just in the dark, basically. And um, I don't know, man. You know, it's, all, it's almost one of those things where, um, you know, for the people that are know trying to keep up and not just listen to yeah not just listen to mainstream media and all of that oh man that's the those are the restrictions what no i don't, I don't so see the gem up there hold on yeah we're looking no this is this is a live picture so okay. we're actually looking at the uh just a screenshot of the video that's live now uh, and by the time you, you all hear this podcast, you will already be able to see the full thing. But what we're seeing right now is saying Delaware is saying that what led to the spike was house parties, people going to church, religious services, weddings, funerals, you know, restaurants and right. other social gatherings. So it, it it's almost as if they don't want y'all outside basically at all, because now I've been hanging with the same people since since quarantine began mm. and we you know we not do our one thing of us. and ain't none of yeah, us yeah. We, we good I, I, and me personally I don't know anyone in my family circle or friend circle that's had it so uh, not saying that it don't exist because clearly it does however um, even if you do a quick google search you know on the COVID they only give you 
and we're looking at it right here. They only give you the deaths total, but they won't tell you how many recovered in the U.S. Nope. There's no like if you type in COVID nineteen over on the right hand side of your Google search, it'll give you you know, or if you were looking for a specific state, it gives right right now it says Delaware and it says twenty nine thousand two hundred cases recovered is blank, <laughs> but the death toll is seven hundred and thirty six. So that's a very small percentage and not, you know, not to discount that these people's lives are, in, you know, they're no longer here, but what, what about the rest of the what, people what are that details? recovered? Yeah, what, where's what, the rest what, of what, it? What are details? They're giving, half, they're giving half information, Listen, which is all I'm which seeing is on fair. the news is the cases, the cases, the cases. We don't know if they were asymptomatic, if they yeah, showed symptoms, that. if they just went and got tested yeah. just because, you know. Erica Badu said she tested twice. One nostril was positive and the other nostril was negative. Yeah. So how is that possible? I, it's just, it's yeah. not reliable for me. Yeah. It's not reliable. Yeah. And that's the, that's the part that, you know, even those of you in, that are very serious about it who just stay in the house regardless, you know, um, even some of you I've spoke to still kind of have a question about how they coming up with these numbers and how reliable it is because, mm-hmm. you know, and we're not faulting no one for if you want to stay in the house and protect yourself. I get it. I mean, to each his own. Yeah, and I get it. Uh, however, I need to run. I got to get outside, and I need sure. air. I need sun. Sure. I, need to be, I need to be moving. You know, Movement they can't is... Take it, they can't shut down outside. They might be able to shut down these businesses, but, you know, these are things that you know, are neither here nor there. So what happens when they shut down and the cases still go up? Yeah, what so what they going to do then? And, you know, so because we still technically in phase two, we never even got out of phase two. Nope. We still in phase two. Never so did. everything still is shut down. All the restaurants and stuff that are open, they have to follow the guidelines. So six feet apart, masks on to come in the building. Ain't none of you been nowhere where you can go in without a mask. You can't do it. Unless you go in somewhere out of state and some of these, some of the other red states where they don't really care about that. Yeah. And. You know, so the airport, you got to have mask on. To go into the Walgreens, you got to have mask on. You know what I'm saying? To do, go into the doctor's office, you got to have mask on. Like, so how do you, you know, so it does, it's really begging the question, like, how has it gone up? Because mostly everybody I see, they even they even on. got, they got mask on even in the car. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm confused on what's going on. Like, I, I don't know. Joker's is really riding around in the car with yeah. masks on. On Mouth outside, on. standing outside, in, outside in the fresh air, in the breeze terrain. coming off the water. They got masks on. You go down the riverfront, ninety-five percent of the people got masks on, outside. and they outside in the fresh air with the sun listen. and the the saline solution if, if, coming listen, off the water. If it was like, that you know, bad to where we could get it standing outside, we have more things to worry about. Yeah, then then <laughs> I'd be like, yo, yeah, we gotta stay in the house. I ain't going out there, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, it's just always you know so. You know, just do your, you know, do your due diligence. And, um, you know, one thing. Read, man. Yeah. Read. Like, yeah, that's all it takes. That's all it takes. Just, take. read, it's just read. All the information is right in front of you. Two seconds. Just type it in. And, you know, look for other sources outside of just CNN and, you know, Fox News and yeah, MSNBC. You got to realize those, those, those entities like they're owned, owned, they're owned, owned by people they're, with agendas. Six corporations own all, all of the stuff. You know, and you got to look into what their, you know, agenda is to push, you know, unfortunately, that's the case, you know, 
maybe at one point in time, 50, 60 years ago, that might not have been the case, but ever since the 80s and early 90s, that's been the case. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, don't just settle for one source. You know, look to, you know, corroborate that story with other sources. But yeah, yeah man. And, and so, I, I, so with the new restrictions happening, you know, because it's clearly the elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel, like, as far as the lockdown, how do you feel about, you know, your family, you know, being home and all those type of things, you know? Well, I mean, to, to be honest, like, I'm cool with, you know, if we're going to have a lockdown, then let's do it. Because the thing is, is that, you know, with my knowledge of, you know, once, as far as the state of the, the condition of the economy, which I don't, for some reason, I think people are, they may be losing sight of that. Yeah, they're you know, definitely overlooking Yeah, it. if you're mm-hmm. somebody that's kept a job and been getting the check this whole mm-hmm. time. You, you ain't know, worried. You ain't looking at no You're not problem. really no. thinking about, you know, what's going on as far as the the economy. But to my, in my opinion, uh, keeping up with crypto and all of that, mind you, uh, crypto is a non-correlated asset. Mm. So that's why I keep up with it because it, um, you know, when, when we have something like this that's about to happen as far as a possible depression or you know, stock market crashing and GDP, overall GDP falling, all of that, you know, what the smart money does, you know, these, these large corporations and multi-billionaires and all of that, you best believe they're looking for safe havens mm-hmm. for their money. Safe havens are gold, silver, other precious metals, uh, real estate, you know, as far as land. And right now, which is uh, what we see as an emerging as new asset class that we're going to witness you know, in my opinion, over the probably in the next couple of months, especially going into um, 2021 with the uh, the Banking for All Act and, you know, the goals and things mm-hmm. that the World Economic Forum are trying to meet yeah. as far as climate change and, mm-hmm. you know, S- uh, sustainable 2020, yeah. uh, 2025 vision or whatever it is, yeah. 2020. And, and inclusive mm-hmm. banking, you know, for people that didn't necessarily have access to it, but it's a place where you, they're going to put their money so that they don't lose value as far as, you know, their wealth and all of that. So I don't see no reason why, you know, anybody, if, you know, if you're out there and, you know, you're kind of weary of what the future may hold, you know, one thing you should do, you should have a couple investments. It's as simple as, mm. I mean, all this time we spend on these cell phones mm-hmm. and you can scroll up and down Instagram and, you know, look at ass and all types of stuff all day. You should be able to click one, download one app, whether it's, you know, I don't care what exchange it is, digital exchange, and put you some money on there, link your stuff up and buy you, you know, a couple couple of digital assets or some gold or something like that. Yep. Start a business, you know, all these type of things just to, you know, be prepared, you know. Definitely all of us, you know, 2A members, you know, 2A, you know, all day, you know. Making sure you have that mm. as far as your home, you know, because that's that's the main thing for me. That's why yeah. if we do go into lockdown, I'm I'm gonna feel okay because you know you don't necessarily know when you're dealing with you know people that have agendas and mm. you know Damn different things going on. It. Yeah, mm. you you don't Thank know you. what can happen. So me personally, I'm one of them people. I'd rather have my eyes on my family. Like I don't want my family out and about mm-hmm. somewhere. That's not me being, you know, afraid. That's just me, you know, wanting to be proactive. And I know that 
far as like my my sons and stuff like that. Nobody's gonna act mm-hmm. or react the mm-hmm. way that I'm gonna do or go to the certain links that I'm gonna do. That I will, you know, should you know something crazy happen or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. You know, I mean, we don't know if it it would be that. That's the thing. We don't know if it would actually be the public, or you don't know if it would be, you know, other forces, you know, behind the scenes that, you know, orchestrate, you know, acts of violence and, you know, and devastation. You never know, but it's always yeah, so to understand for, that it can happen. Right, and for the people who may not know, let you know, kind of explain what the the two way is for them that you mentioned. As far as two oh two way two mm-hmm. way two way is the Second Amendment, so that's just our our right to. You know, to bear arms. I mean, so, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, a few years ago, you know, I was a, uh, <laughs> I, I was called a, an extremist, uh, you know, basically damn near, mm-hmm. you know, because talking about things like this and, you know, black people coming together and, you know, getting, you know, making sure that we take up arms and protect ourselves. Right. And now when, you know, all of this stuff is going on, you know, racism right in your face and, which we, I mean, it's nothing new to, it ain't nothing new to me. No, I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm reserved to the fact that mm-hmm. I understand racism exists. And that's, you know, that's the bottom line for me. But for those that may have thought it was, was dead or, you know, it was, it was a myth, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. 2020. I mean, it's, it's so ironic that the year is 2020. It's, it's 2020 vision. If you can't yeah. see, if you can't see it, what's going on now, I look, well, I, don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so now you have people, you know, I'm, I'm always having people come up and ask me, you know, especially because I'm, I'm always talking about firearms and different things. So, oh, why do you, you know, I'm thinking about going and getting one and this. Mm, yeah. man, you it's a little late. You, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. that's just my belief, you know, not, not to, you know, that's just my belief. If you have yeah. a kid, if you have kids or you have a family or you have a home. Yeah. If you got any uh, type of property. Yeah. I feel like. A firearm is just that's like man that's essential to to, essential. to your being yeah. you're being able to you know protect yourself from not saying you going out here to look for trouble because most people no. not most people most people that own guns don't even want to fire the gun most people that buy guns don't even shoot their guns they, they leave them and that's the other thing too you can't just have the firearm and you got to you got to be trained you got to practice like anything you gotta else practice. you got to you know, put in the if work if you want to put if you want to be as safe as possible and efficient as possible you got to practice and it and this doesn't make you a violent person. It makes you a person that is forward thinking because you never know what may happen. Y'all, you know, you, you think oh, if you live in the suburbs, you safe, you ain't got to worry about nothing. That's false. We all know that. If you think you in the city, uh, you not in the gang life, or you don't buy drugs or nothing, and you ain't got nothing to worry about, it's false. We all know that because anything, any one of these things, can happen in any given place. Yep. You know, they, they, they rob people's houses in the suburb all the time, especially over the last couple of years, your car, if you've gone outside, you live in the suburbs and you've gone outside and your car has been ransacked through, yep. what do you think? That's a robbery. I mean, that, that's a break and that's a burglary. They may not be armed. You may not have been in that immediate area, but what if you was, what if you was, you know, decided to go outside to get something out the car at that time? What would have happened? You see? Yeah. So, you know, it's not even about so much of thinking the worst in other people. It's just protecting yourself and what you have the natural law right to do. Yeah, of you, course. You and, have, that's, you know. and that's for any being, but I feel like especially, especially black. Like, I don't understand how we're the most mm. terrorized, 
group mm-hmm. on this land and in the world, really, if you, I mean, if we really want, mm-hmm. you know, expound on that, but we could be here be all here, night, yeah, all night long, all yeah. night and, and tomorrow. But just thinking about the United States, we're the most terrorized group ever still happening. So why? I, I mean, me, I just got to have it. I got to, I got to be able to, you know, whatever, like we said, we don't look for trouble, but no, if I'm out with my family or whatever the case may be, and somebody's, you know, they on some other type time, I got to be able to meet them wherever they go. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, firearm is something that, that definitely uh, provides you with that. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest, it don't even have to. If you're uncomfortable, if you're that uncomfortable about the firearm, it don't even necessarily have to be a firearm. That's true. You can get trained with to use your body. Yep. As martial arts. Martial arts. You can get trained to use just a knife or some type of uh nightstick or something like that. There are people who do offer trainings for those things. It doesn't matter. You need to be able to protect yourself when it's all said and done. You yeah, know, because to... you can't you can't just be thinking that the police could they not gonna do it. Yeah, I... You can't rely on them. How many times they had to prove it to you? You cannot rely on those people. You know, like how many times have they shown up, whether it's just, you know, black community or white mental, community. It could be a mental health it situation. Matter. It's been across Jokers the board. still get shot. Listen, for no it's, reason. it's been across the board. It's yeah. been all groups of people have been complaining about this, calling them, especially if it's a mental health mm-hmm. or if it's a, you know, domestic dispute. They've shown up and shot the, the people, the wrong people, or shot the person that was doing the offense, but it wasn't necessary. So it ain't just... It, it definitely is in the black community a lot, but it's not just here in the black community. It's in all the communities. Right. They, you may not hear about it because you ain't local to wherever it's happening. Right. So just know you need to be able to protect yourself and your family and your property. You know, you have the, the right to pursue life, liberty, and happiness. And that's part of that. You know, so with that, we're going to you know in this conversation thank you for swinging by greg hey and man look prominent I beard you. i appreciate you having on, me on uh, brother instagram and or twitter you can find him at prominent beard is it prominent underscore beard or is it just prominent beard to all one word instagram is prominent underscore and uh <laughs> twitter I, i'm actually i think it's xr prominent beard actually mm, mm. you know because uh, I, I mainly i really only got on twitter just to keep up with the, with the XRP uh, stuff, yeah, yeah with the xrp yeah. and the digital space mm-hmm. with the information and whatnot because you know i do my my daily my, i do my daily diligence just to keep up with my investment mm-hmm. investment mm-hmm. and you know uh continue to get confirmation that i you know i got my money in the right place so mm-hmm. you know that's just one of the things that i do something i'm into and just to you know let the family and friends know out there uh this won't be the last time you'll hear from Greg or Mr. Prominent Beard, and he'll definitely be back on. And uh, we're going to have, you know, more guests as the time goes on. And thank you. Yeah. Thank you for coming you. through. Yep. Y'all and take care out there. Stay safe, stay dangerous. Stay dangerous. Yep. And that does conclude the conversation with. Greg, very close friend of mine, and um, like I said, he'll definitely be back on the podcast, so that won't be the last time you hear from him. Uh, over the next couple of weeks, hopefully we can get some some more guests on. 
because you know as we spoke about uh, in the conversation uh, with the new restrictions going on you know gratefully and fortunately the state of Delaware hasn't completely shut down like some of the surrounding areas like Philadelphia they completely shut everything down they back to square one you know I think New Jersey follows suit how good thing that we here in Delaware didn't it seems like we're teetering in the in the middle of a phase one and phase two type thing so we can still have a little gatherings the restaurants are still semi-open so we're a little bit better off than some of the surrounding areas hopefully it stays like that because as i said i just i want to bring more voices from the community more voices that uh that i talk to on a daily basis that i think will add a lot of value to the podcast but also a lot of value to you as well listening so with that we'll check you on the next podcast as we said stay dangerous be safe have a good time Please find the podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. Like, subscribe, leave a comment, tell your best friend, tell your cousin you haven't seen in four years. Just like and subscribe, take a listen. If you want to reach the podcast again, that email is franklyspeakingpodcast1 at gmail.com.